Without the ones like you, who work tirelessly to keep things running, everything would suddenly stop. Hospitals, factories, schools, and power plants, they all depend on you. No matter the weather, emergency, or time of day, you're the ones who get it done. At Granger, we're here for you with professional grade industrial supplies. Count on real time product availability and fast delivery. Call clickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done. Okay, round two. Name something that's not boring. A laundry? Ooh, a book club. Computer solitaire, huh? Ah, oh, sorry, we were looking for Chumba Casino. That's right. ChumbaCasino.com has over 100 casino style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. Forward, prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. KCAA Loma Linda, 1050 AM, 106.5 FM, and now 102.3 FM. Your NBC Sports Radio update starts now. One down, eight to go. I'm Jeff Nathanson talking NFL week number four. One game is done already. That was the one at Wembley Stadium in London. An early start as the Saints shut out the Dolphins 20 to nothing. New Orleans now even on the season at two wins and two losses. The Dolphins shut out in that contest for the first time in four years in the NFL. Drew Brees and the Saints offensively were pretty solid. Brees had uh, had 268 yards passing and two touchdowns. In fact, they were up in this game by a score of 13 to nothing when the Saints had the football and Drew Brees struck again. Third down and goal now. Brees back in the shotgun, brings get in motion from the left. Brees fakes again, little shovel pass inside to Camaro, running right side, breaks a tackle, down to the goal line, and into the end zone, touchdown New Orleans. And the Saints would go on to win that game 20 to nothing. Dolphins dropped to 1-2 and two on the season. A whole bunch more games coming up, including the game between the Cowboys and the Rams. Ezekiel Elliott and the Dallas offense looking to be a little bit better this time around. And Elliott said pregame they need to round up a little more offense in the first couple of plays. We just got to do a better job of executing on first and second down. That's kind of where we've been shooting ourselves in the foot. We've had, you know, a lot of penalties early, and so we find ourselves behind the chains. That's to the defense's advantage, and we're used to, we're more comfortable when we get, you know, three or four yards on first down and then another four or five on second down so we can convert a short, shorter third down rather than being third and long. We've just been putting ourselves in a lot of situations where we're in third and long. There are eight games about to start in a moment. That'll be Cincinnati at Cleveland, Buffalo at Atlanta, Jacksonville at the New York Jets, Detroit at Minnesota, Carolina at New England, and the Rams at Dallas. The other couple games ready to go, Pittsburgh at Baltimore and Tennessee at Houston. This is NBC Sports Radio. I'm getting older and noticing that my body just doesn't work as well as it used to. So I like to keep fit as possible by hitting the gym a few times a week. Recently, I started having a nagging bicep pain and it got so bad I couldn't even lift the weights. When I was complaining about it to a friend, he told me about Angioprim. He said chelation helps remove toxins 
heavy metals, and cholesterol in veins and arteries that may cause blockages. You know, after just one week of taking Angioprim, the pain was gone, and now I'm back in the gym full strength. Scientific research proves the active ingredient in Angioprim has superior oral chelation action that helps promote cardiovascular health. So to learn more, go to angioprim.com. That's A-N-G-I-O-P-R-I-M.com. Or talk to a trained consultant. Call Angioprim toll-free at 877-882-7221. You'll feel better with more energy. Call 877-882-7221 or go to the website angioprim.com. This is Dick from Carpet Masters. Carpet Masters has been serving the Inland Empire for over 60 years. We are locally owned and operated by the Stevens family. We not only clean carpet and furniture, we clean many loose rugs, including oriental rugs. Oriental rugs are cleaned in our modern facility where the fringes are cleaned by hand, then hung in our modern facility to dry. We do not use steam cleaning to clean your fine furniture. Furniture is cleaned by hand using the same absorption cleaning used in the White House. Some furniture we bring into our plant to clean properly. We normally use two men on each cleaning job using the extraction method. There is nothing that would clean carpet better for our customers. Our job is to clean properly with quality first. Google Carpet Masters San Bernardino and give us a call or go to carpetmasterssocal.com. The new word on the street is bloated. Yeah, you eat this food, GMO, herbicide, pesticide. Foods aren't safe anymore. And then we eat them and we're bloated. Our stomach says, no, no, no more, Seymour. So what we have to do is drink the tea. Are you on the tea? Get the tea.com. That's get the tea.com. Super strength tea. It will help you with the new word, bloated. You can get it today. Log on to get the tea.com. Miss your favorite show? Download the podcast at kcaaradio.com. We are here. This is Empire Talks Back. Good morning. I'm Wallace Allen on the case for truth and justice with the right information to help improve the situation. Well, folks, we are looking at a couple of uh, issues that are curving together to make a profound statement for our life. The African-American community, much like the island of Puerto Rico, is in a state of emergency. The African-American community, however, has been in a state of emergency for years, an undeclared state of emergency. What are you talking about, Wallace? Well, I'm talking about some statistics, the statistics that discuss the state of quality of life for the African-American in America and the resulting lack of progress that America is making as a result of not securing this tremendous asset and bringing it in to uh, allow it to contribute like it can. And I'm talking about the African-American community from, from, uh, from cradle to grave. We're talking about the issues of, of uh, prenatal care. Uh, we're talking about what happens when a child is born. We're talking about what happens when a child goes to school. Uh, young African-American boys get more referrals 
process, referrals. It's not, uh, you know, like a referral that a business person gets, you know, one that's coming in. No, they get referrals to the principal's office. And unlike when you and I were children, the referral to the principal's office may have meant, you know, a slap on the hand, maybe a swat, maybe a call home to your parents. Now referrals end up being a ref referral to the police department. We get them involved in the uh, institution of, uh, of jail, prison complex, and all that stuff. The African-American child, male and female, get way more referrals at school than anyone else. Uh, once you get those referrals in schools and try to go get a job, guess what happens? You don't get hired. So African-Americans, despite this uh, period of so-called high employment with low-paying jobs, African-Americans are still in double digits when it comes to unemployment, and African-American men especially. Uh, that is a problem. Now, when you end up uh, unemployed and you need to make a living, then you're probably going to end up going to jail, probably going to end up in some kind of conflict with the law. And if you're in America and you're a black man, you're probably under the shadow of Jim Crow, the reflection of slavery, and the statistics prove it. I'm not concerned about how you and I as individuals have our little prejudices. That's normal. That's natural. That's part of the way you flow. Some of us like the chicken legs. Some like the chicken back. Some like the fact that the chicken don't like the fact we like chicken. We're different. We have different views. We have different potentials of, 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 of con contribution. The African-American has been stunted in its development in America. Our state of emergency is very real. It goes from unemployment to jails, higher statistics for African-Americans. It also leads to higher death rate, health issues, undeclared state of emergency. Many times people do things to point, it, point out and make their own declaration. That's what the NFL protest is about. That's what this flag issue is. This flag issue isn't about just the flag. It's not a, about just the specifics of what happened in Colin Kaepernick's life. This is a statement of our state of emergency. This is a reflection of our state of emergency. And like many of our other past statements of our state of emergency as we express it, it gets co-opted and compromised. Now the, the issue that Colin Kaepernick brought to the table about how young black men are being treated by the police, the reflection of his statement has been boiled down to be something that, well, you know, we need unity. We do. We need unity. We need to stand up together. The question has been brought to the table and people are responding to the to the question how far does it go how far should it go uh, are, are we going to allow the battle of the flag and how you stand up or how you sit down to be the ultimate answer I don't think so that will not solve the problem we have a state of emergency in Puerto Rico that uh, it's it's obvious the state of Puerto Rico is a Republican state ah but it is a brown state but what are you talking about Wallace are you suggesting that because the people of Puerto Rico are brown, that maybe that's the reason we've been slow about responding? I don't know. Maybe you should call the people in Haiti and ask them. But I'll say this. State of emergency isn't something that just 
popped up on us. The state of emergency in America for African Americans, it's a long process. We can see it taking place, and we can see it gradually, should I say, going away? No. As time passes on, the differences between the good and the bad, the haves and the have-nots, just gets exaggerated. So we go back to Puerto Rico, and we see that, ooh, Almost a week before the devastation of Puerto Rico, we could predict it because we could see this storm. Irma was not, not playing. We, we, we could see that this was going to be a problem. And preparing for that problem is what we would expect our infrastructure to do. Those people, listen, folks, we are the answer to our problem. We are our problem as we look forward to the answer because for some reason we have these undeclared states of emergency and we are waiting for someone else to do something about it, maybe. I'm not sure how that's going to work out. I'm here to encourage us to keep on going. Uh, I have a couple of special guests today, one very special guest, uh, uh, Ms. Ruth Stevens. Uh, uh, disclosure, uh, she is my mother. Uh, she has a family that had 12 children, 11 of whom are still with us. Uh, they were living in the South, in Macomb, Mississippi, uh, the heartland of the lack of heart in race relations. Uh, and there's some things that uh, she, as we discuss this flag issue, has brought out that, you know, black men really with all of the service to this country and the lack of response for that service, almost could do whatever they want to do with the flag. And I'm going to let her talk a little bit to you about that. And of course, we have Mr. Ricky Ivey. He's going to uh, discuss uh, one of the proper or the, I'm not going to say which is better or worse, but a, a business structure that I think is very proper for the times that we're in. And of course, uh, our Miss Tammy Martin Riles is back from her trip to uh, Washington, D.C. Jerry Green is in town with us. And the Mood Master, though you don't hear him with us, he is here. And he will be performing today for us as usual. But the pleasant thing is that he's also going to be performing tonight in the Inland Empire. And we're going to invite you out to that very interesting program. So we're going to take our break. We'll come back. I'll introduce you to Mrs. Ruth Stevens. We'll get a chance to speak to Mr. Ricky Ivey, attorney Ricky Ivey of uh, Ivey McNeil and Wyatt, the premier African-American law firm in this great United States. We'll be right back. Publish your legal notice in West Side Story newspaper. For the best service and the best rates, call 909-384-8131. Publishing legal notices in the city and county of San Bernardino since 1990. West Side Story provides friendly expert service. Call 909-384-8131 to benefit from budget-friendly rates. Whether a fictitious business name, a name change, a divorce summons, or any other legal or public notice, call West Side Story newspaper, 909-384-8131. 909-384-8131. That's 909-384-8131. All 
right, this is Empire Talks Back. I'm Wallace Allen here on the case for truth and justice with the right information to help improve the situation. Carlos, you might want to back that camera up so you can show uh, that I am not alone here today. Mr. Uh, Jerry Green to my right and Miss Tammy to our left. Yeah, pull us on up here a little bit tighter, please. A little bit tighter, please. A little bit tighter, please. And you guys come in closer. Yeah, pull that. Pull us in so you've got the, nothing but the table there. There we go. And very okay, round two. Name something that's not boring. A laundry? Ooh, a book club. Computer solitaire, huh? Ah, oh, sorry. We were looking for Chumba Casino. That's right. Chumbacasino.com has over 100 casino style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. Chumbacasino.com. No Very good. Yes, uh, bring Ruth Stevens down. Good morning, Mrs. Stevens. How are you? I'm great. Morning, greetings to you and those in your studio. The spirit in me greets the spirit in each of you with the facts that we all know this is a day that the Lord has made. Let us rejoice and be glad in it. Can you guys tell that that's my mother? There you go. Uh, mm-hmm. I mean, you know, she didn't waste a moment there uh, gracing us with her presence, bringing the fact in that the Lord is here and setting up a uh, standard of conduct all at the same time. I appreciate that. How are you doing this morning, Mom? I'm just, I'm great. I'm great, son, and how are you? God is great, and I'm extremely grateful, as you've taught me to be. I'm going to introduce you you to a friend of ours on the line here, and uh, that's because Mr. Ricky Ivey is uh, going to give us an anchor spot today in terms of business uh, because as I discuss the troubles of our world I also want to bring people into the solution and uh, business and economy and how we get along with ourselves and our money is one of the things that makes it uh, interesting here in America the place where capitalism uh, requires that we figure out how to make a dollar out of 15 cents. Mr. Ivy how are you this morning? Just fine, Wallace. And how are you, man? I'm 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 truly blessed. I've got all my crew here with me, uh, Jerry and Tammy, and then our, our mood masters going to be performing this evening. So we've got a jazz program that's going to close the day out for us this evening. So I, I'm pretty I'm pretty wired up. I'm also well. You got a very special guest, uh, Wallace. Uh, I'd like to say hello to your mother. Good morning, Miss Stevens. Good morning to you as well. Oh, man. Thank you. Pleasure. See, if I could get the rest of the world to be that cordial, we're going to be all right. Rickster, uh, business-wise, uh, I, I note that unemployment is uh, at a supposedly all-time low, but I also know that the, that doesn't necessarily <laughs> include uh, a lot of our people, young black men in particular, are still in double digits in unemployment. Uh, so, and then there's some people who are employed quite well and have good jobs and end up paying a lot of taxes. You are going to talk to us about business and a business structure, and if my notes are correct today, you're going to talk about a sole proprietorship. That's correct, Wallace. Okay. And, uh, go ahead. Okay, so let me jump right in there, Wallace, and give you my Know the Law Minute. Uh, last week, Wallace, we discussed the six basic forms of doing business in California. Now, these forms are, one, sole proprietorship, two, a general partnership, Three, a limited liability partnership. Four, a limited uh, partnership. Five, a corporation. And six, a limited liability corporation. 
So today we're going to discuss the sole proprietorship. That's the first basic form of doing business that we mentioned. Now, sole proprietorship is a business where the company is owned by a single individual. Mm-hmm. There's no distinction between the owner and the entity. The law refers to the owner as the alter ego of the company. The owner of the sole proprietorship and the company have the same position as Superman and Clark Kent. The <laughs> okay. two are one and the same. Well, Clark Kent is a little more hidden away uh, than you would be on your sole proprietorship because everything that you do as that business owner is re- is uh, exposed exposed uh, from you as a as an individual, whereas Superman. Right. So, 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 in this situation, with the business would probably be Superman, mm-hmm. and then uh, the uh, owner would be Clark Kent. Yes, that would be the person behind the thing. So. Uh, but essentially, the two are one and the same. Now, sole proprietorship, or the inner sole proprietorship, the sole proprietor receives all the profits and has unlimited legal liability and responsibility for all losses and debts of the company. All assets of the company are owned by the sole proprietor. A sole proprietorship are quick and easy to start. They don't cost much money to start, and the tax accounting is simple. Many businesses started out as sole proprietorship. Now, while it's next week, what I want to discuss is how to start a sole proprietorship. Okay. How to apply for a fictitious business name or DBA, which stands for doing business as. And some of the advantages and disadvantages of a sole proprietorship. And in the segments that follow, we will discuss each basic form of doing business uh, individually. Okay. That uh, that sets us up pretty well. Uh, I do, and and my associates here agree that business, our economy is definitely one of the cornerstones of our uh, secure future, and that uh, we need to discuss and understand those elements uh, and the benefits, the handling of not only the money that the business brings in, but the tax uh, potential and the residuals that you can either put into the hands of uh, the bureaucracy, the government, by paying taxes, or that you can put into your your line of dream and vision based on how you absorb those things into your business. Rick, we appreciate you this morning. I understand that you've you've got to move on and uh, won't be able to hang in with us all day today. But uh, put us on your radio in your car, and who knows, we may strike your uh, your your creativity and make you call back. Mr. Wallace, Ricky. I want to I want to thank you, but also Wallace. Uh, before I leave, I do want to comment on on uh, make mention of uh, what you stated. Or comment on your comment. Okay, and on the state is, of uh, emergency. Go fact, ahead. The state of emergency. I think you're absolutely right, Wallace. And and we're in an era of of self help. We don't help ourselves. We won't get any help. And we can't lose sight of uh, of the issues. And you pointed out one, and that's the the fact that the NFL players are not kneeling because they disrespect the flag. They're kneeling because they're protesting excessive force, deadly force, against African-Americans, particularly African-American males. And we can't, get, we can't let that, that discussion and that protest be co- co-opted by discussing respect or disrespect for the flag. That's not what it's about. That's right. What it's about is, is bringing attention to the issue of, of constitutional un unconstitutional behavior by various members of police forces throughout this country that resulted in the death of so many young African-American males. We cannot lose sight of that. I think I it's a thank you, Wallace, for your comment. And thank you, Rick. And uh, we want to all continue to make our 
individual declarations of this state of emergency. Ultimately, we will sing it in harmony and actually cause the kind of vibration that maybe shook the walls of Jericho. Ricky Ivy, Ivy McNeil and Wyatt, we appreciate you. And uh, we're going to move on. And thank you again. Mrs. Stevens, my mother. Yes. We have... uh, this issue, this state of emergency, this cry for uh, equality, this cry that says, you know, we've earned our step. Uh, here in America, I, I, you made sure I had a pretty good education, but I'll have to confess, I was in high school before I realized that this great man that I heard about uh, in the as they talked about the Boston Tea Party and the first to die for America officially was a Crispus Attucks. I, I, I didn't know he was a black man until I was in high school. And uh, so the, the, the tools that we can use to uh, steal ourselves for what we have in front of us are often little simple stories and, and, and revelations that, uh, that we have. You have a family well, a total of 12, uh, all of you, your, your sisters and brothers, it's like 12 of you. Uh, one is uh, no longer with us, but you guys have pretty good genes. Makes me feel pretty good. But one of the things that uh, you and I discuss is your brothers and their service to the military. I, I'd like for you to share some thoughts with us about the, the commitment and the service that uh, you're proud of and that we all share in and are the recipients of and have the right to brag about. Uh, you're going to loan your brothers to the rest of us today, from what I understand. Miss Tammy, uh, Jerry, Mom, talk to us about your military brothers, uh, mm. the importance of uh, their service, and in some cases, well, let's talk about your brother Curtis. You have. Oh, we want to talk about Brother Curtis first. Okay. Yeah, let's talk about Brother Curtis because you know, we may get around all of them, but the point <laughs> is that he is uh, one of your brothers. He he was in the Navy. I'm not sure if how we can pass this picture around, but that's my handsome Uncle Curtis here to the okay. to the right there. If you can show it out to the uh, okay. audience. Okay. Uh, okay, we're gonna choose then Brother Curtis first. Yes, yes, Brother. Uh, in the Navy, spent his time there knowing that he was sent there to protect the flag that we're talking about. Yes. And after serving My the flag. My mother and father have six brothers, but Curtis is chosen. Because on Curtis's arrival home after, uh, really, really serving in the Navy, I won't say all the things he did in the Navy, yeah, well, you know, the thing that we're saying is that he came home from the Navy. He was an yes. honor. He, he did honorable service. Uh, right. He may be one of my uncles that earned a medal, but uh, his yes. he, he uh, served well, and he came home to his uh, city of Macomb, Mississippi. Right. He arrived on a night on a bus, and he was put off in Macomb, Mississippi, his hometown, the little city there. Well, they did enough bad things. Let's not say he was put off. He actually got off the bus. Well, he arrived. They didn't push, he arrived. They did Macomb. a lot of crazy stuff, but they didn't push him off the bus. Around midnight, then we can get down to the fact that he did arrive home. He made it home again. Yes. And after he was uh, got off the bus, 
the town was very dark. It's a small town, about one one o'clock in the morning. There's no sign of transportation in the place. So as children, we had walked those miles from Macomb many times, five miles. So he thinks nothing about it. He has his uniform on, so he begins. He says, I'll walk home. So he began his walk. There's a long bridge. He comes over the bridge, happy to be home, not having a thought in mind. Probably whistling. I, I don't know really. But, but he was happy. I'm just trying to set a little atmosphere. <laughs> he's probably having a good, you know, on his way home, thinking about yeah, that meal that his mother his was waiting home. for. Yeah. That's the main thing. Happy to be coming home. After he walks over the bridge there and a little further down, he notices lights, a car coming. Oh, my goodness, he says, a ride. I'm going to get a ride. So the car hmm. follows him a bit down, and he and then the car pulls over. And guess what he saw? Well, three Ku Klux Klansmen in their hoods yelled to him, pulled over, and what was he going to do but get in? And then the next words were, we're going to kill us a nigger tonight. Ooh, so they were, where are you going, nigger? Mm-hmm. And home is where? Oh, about two miles down the road from here. So they take off with him. Well, we're going to take you home. So after they've driven about a mile, they get to a little bridge that I know very well, and there's water running under this bridge. And they say they stop the car, and of course, this is a good place to kill a nigger. Now, let me take a second here. Every We're talking about a little fork in the road that's got pine trees and beautiful Mississippi pine trees about four million feet tall, or they seem that way because they block out the sun, they block out the stars, they block out everything so when we say he was in a dark spot he was in a very dark spot in a yeah dark velvet, black velvet yes dark. You, <laughs> so. <laughs> okay and so they threatened him again and uh, at that point too i understand they were started to be a little interested in uh a little something else so go on and tell us uh, well they drive on and then they go further and then there's a place even darker they stop again so they do make another stop and then one says my dad makes homebrew made the best in the south well nigga if you don't if you're lying nurse somebody else may we may have another one we can kill so they drive on to the house they honk the horn in the front and of course my dad and mom's sitting up all night because they know Curtis is coming home but they don't know the time but they're so in, so happy that he's coming, they stay up and wait for him. So then Curtis takes them to the door. They open the door, and of course, they are faced with the Ku Klux, KKK, Ku Klux Klan in their hoods. And he says that we are here. I understand you have some homebrew. My father says, yes, I do. So he brings out the homebrew. And they begin to drink. And we're going to take you right there. We're going we're gonna to take us a break right there. I want uh, to bring everybody up to the point in the story that uh, my uncle had returned from his service in the military after his discharge, uh, walking the five miles home to the uh, address. Uh, and we'll talk about that right after the break. But this is Empire Talks Back. My uncle returned home from military service and was greeted with a welcoming party of three Ku Klux Klan. Uh, what, what did he do? We'll be back and talk about that right after this short break. My nights are so 
already. Did you know that you can apply for a Medi-Cal? Excuse me, little boy. With Lucky Land slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. Dearly beloved, we are gathered here today to... Has anyone seen the bride and groom? Sorry, sorry, we're here. We were getting lucky in the limo and we lost track of time. No, Lucky Land Casino, with cash prizes that add up quicker than a guest registry. In that case, I pronounce you lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Daily bonuses are waiting. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Lucky Land Casino, asking people, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? Lucky? In line at the deli, I guess? Aha, in my dentist's office. More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car before my kid's PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere, playing at LuckyLandSlots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Yeah, I'm doing good for you right now. You're covered under Medi-Cal. You could be a single adult with no kids and enroll. Who told you that? I'll watch the news. You're eligible for medical coverage and can enroll year-round, no deadlines. All you have to do is visit www.coveredca.com to apply. It's quick and pretty painless. Oh, yeah, Mr. Know-it-all. What else do you know? I know you should go back with your ex-girlfriend. Let's face it, she was a nine. And oh, you're oh, a- boy, finish that sentence. Finish that sentence, and it's the last time that I'm taking you to the... All done. Oh, th- that's it? Yeah. Great day in the morning. Can my friends also apply? Sure. Just tell them to check out www.coveredca.com. I know what you're thinking, and I am not applying for them. If I were you, I would write this down. That's www.coveredca.com. This is Empire Talksback. I'm Wallace Allen. We're on a very heavy subject, and I'm going to try to keep it as light as I can. But we are in a state of emergency as a people, which means that our nation is in a state of emergency. We have uh, an opportunity to come together, to do things together. And right now I'm talking to Ruth Stevens, who is my mother, discussing her brother, a young man who at the time of uh, service to this country, she has six brothers, all of whom well, yeah, served in the military to some extent uh, in either World War II or the Korean War or the uh, Vietnamese War. Uh, that service has earned as far as she's concerned, and most of us, the right to express ourselves uh, about our state of emergency and the conditions that we live in, and uh, the NFL players have the right to do that. We're telling the story now, or she's telling the story now, of how, upon his return, my Uncle Curtis, who was in the, served in the uh, Navy, was greeted by three... Ku Klux Klan men, as he was walking the five miles home from the city of the city of Macomb, Mississippi, out to the family ad- address on Route Two, Box Forty. Once again, uh, he had arrived to the house uh, after being threatened many times uh, about life and death. Uh, the men who were threatening him had decided they'd like to have a little moonshine, which my grandfather happened to have uh, some of 
Matter of fact, he had the best whiskey in Mississippi from what people have told me, uh, legal or illegal. And he couldn't be illegal long because the sheriff had to get his cut. So all of that to say that these men now were sitting down in the, on the porch uh, drinking my grandpa's whiskey. And, you know, th this whole uh, Ku Klux Klan meeting seemed awful cordial, too, other than the constant threats of death. Uh, Ms. Stevens, my mother, tell me what happened as these men shared the... Well, after they drank, and they were loaded, we might say, I think the brew, all we can know is that the brew was better than the thought of killing someone. So we can say that God is everywhere, all the time present, and what we need, we are given. So what they needed was some homebrew. And then when they finished drinking, my father said, you may have the rest. So he gave them some. They got up and they left. No. So my thought is clear. At that moment, they went out to fight for the flag and found there was no flag for them. But there was a God. So, they, so there was no killing. My brother Curtis is safe today, living a nice life in love again at 89 years old. <laughs> well, that's another story. Yeah, uh, I know, but I just thought <laughs> but, I wanted to tell you the ending of but Mama, what begins so frightening can have such a glorious ending. Mrs. Stevens. So keep the faith, everyone. Mrs. Stevens, my mother, there's another story that took place right in front of our eyes and a story that we so often miss and forget in the development of this country. Your father, my grandfather, was an entrepreneur. He made the best whiskey in Mississippi. I've heard it from people other than family members. And the thing that we're looking at here was a man who used his intellect, his sensitivity to convert a potential murderer into a potential customer. Now, well, we, I hope he didn't come back to well, 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 I hope he did. Because my issue is that our things, the things that push us into danger, push us into a new realm of information. Your brothers, upon going to this dangerous war, also came back with the realization that freedom isn't free, but I fought for it and I deserve it. You have another brother who upon finding that they expected him to get off the sidewalk for yes. someone of a brighter hue because they were white, he could no longer live in Mississippi. He left Mississippi. And the point that, that we're wanting to make, uh, Mrs. Stevens, as we announce our state of emergency, as Mr. Mr. Ivy so pointedly pointed out, that self-help is our basis of help. Mm. Our issue of, of state of emergency has to be accompanied by some attitude on our part that realizes, though the rest of the world hasn't declared we are in a state of emergency, that we must realize that we are in a state of emergency. Our best has to come to the top if we are to win. Ms. Stevens, I invite you to join us for the rest of the conversation here today about how we deal with the emergency of life, the fact that we can predict 
emergencies that we can look at situations that are confronting us and plan for them and how important it is for us to do it. And I draw the analogy of the situation that Puerto Rico is in now. We all saw this coming, not to the level of devastation that it is, but certainly enough to be much more prepared than we are in terms of the federal government helping them. So, uh, so I'm going to open this up and ask Miss Tammy to give us a little bit of feeling. She just left uh, the Washington, D.C. area last week where she mm -hmm. gathered. The Congressional the Black Congressional Caucus Black Annual Caucus. Legislative Conference. Was, was there anything at this conference uh, that we should be talking about in terms of our our self-reliance in terms of dealing with our, our future. Well, give us a report on that. Well, let me just say this. Um, for anybody who hasn't gone to the Congressional Black Caucus, it's not some small room, and everybody has their view of what they think it is, which I can already tell you complete wrong, because until you've been, then you understand that you probably got 150 workshops, and you got over three days, and they're covering anything from health all the way to politics, all the way to, to jobs, all the way from A to Z. So let me just put that out there so I can get the notion out of people's head, because I think everybody needs to go. And if you think you don't need to go, then you're wrong. Because this gives you an overall view of what the world thinks and what people are doing all over the world and how they're tackling issues in different parts. Because, you know, sometimes we're we're in our own cocoon. Absolutely. And so we only see what we see. And it's like you're the product of your environment. And so when you step out of your environment and you see that New York is handling this like this, well, um, uh, uh, Illinois has a different way that they deal with and then look at the results that they got and so maybe we need to stop depending on just our little way and our little thinking and our little cocoon our little localized and way. our little mm -hmm. localized because there are people that are getting it done and you know and they're getting it done in different states they're getting it done in different places and what it comes down to and this is the word that was stated over and over again no matter if we're dealing with business if we're dealing with politics if we're dealing with youth if we're dealing with uh, health it all comes down to you know we have to exercise our voice and we need to start exercising our our you know Putting, putting pen to paper, getting your feet up, because what, what they said is that we have so many complacent leaders mm -hmm. now in all walks of life, all the way from business, all the way to politics, complacent leaders. And that means that uh, are we going to say the things that are harsh, that are going to maybe, you know, I'm so concerned about you being my friend mm -hmm. that we're not going to get anything done. Because mm -hmm. sometimes, you know, even Jesus Christ had to get put on the cross and had to go through all of this so that we can, you know, have freedom, you know, spiritual freedom. So my 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 um, so I, I, I do want to say I always try to take away this major point of what's all when because the whole um, uh, theme of this year is still I rise. You know, even though we've been through all of these things, we go through, you know. Well, listen, you bragged about something that I think all of us get yes. excited about, but we probably want to explore a little deeper. Uh -huh. You said there are people that are getting it done. Yes. 
when we say get it done, can you draw me a picture of what it is that is getting done and possibly, if not the process and procedure, just the result? Just as, well, so as we, well, when you say what is getting done, but see, again, we have to think about what's getting done on localized levels. It's fine. It's fine. It's going to stop. Mm-hmm. It's So what's getting, let me, let me give you an example. Um, we had um, last year when I went to uh, Hip Hop and Politics, and Roland does that every year with a panel of hip hop artists, hip hop uh, and what a lot of people, when they hear hip-hop, they think of youth. Well, what are they doing? They, You know, we forget that there's a change of time and there's a change of ears. And, and yeah, about getting it done. And mm-hmm. then we look at what they do and we look at what they say and we don't want it to put value in it because it doesn't match our value. But last year, Roland said, when we leave this year, okay, the first thing I'm going to ask, as soon as we get back to the panel, what did you do? And yes. what did you accomplish? He's going to ask all the panelists. And that's what we're asking. What did they do that makes you feel able with such enthusiasm to say that there are people getting it done? And I believe you. Yeah. But when we say getting it done, are we talking about people? Well, who I'm going to just give you an example of this. But like, like we say, get it done. Remember, there's a gamut of 100 things. Yeah, but. But in, in um, uh, last year when we was at um, uh, Hip Hop and Politics, we have. Um, uh, Tamika Mallory, who's um, one of um, uh, youth, you know, but she's a, a leader out in in D.C., New York. And what what they did was her and three of her partners, they put on the largest march ever in history. Three people. I, like, I love it. But once again, we have arenas that are very defined for us in terms of getting it done and what we need to do to get it done. We need to get it done in education. We need to get it done in business. But that's what I'm saying. And I'm asking, are there any projects? Can we look look at anything that we as a group of people should be focusing on? For instance, uh, economics, banking, credit union. What are we doing to focus this three trillion dollars that we have and that's what i'm saying that's we what can't I'm cover this today what i would say is this we can cover this over the next 10 weeks meaning that i'll bring in the topic mm-hmm. because you know we're, 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 well, we're, talk, we're talking we about do. a broad spread yeah. that means i'll bring in the topic i have the videos i have everything that is there so what we we'll do why don't we pick out a topic where we want to deal with what with one of the workshops that they dealt with and then what was accomplished from the workshop now i would be willing to do that but to let's grab- assume that the workshops are there to stimulate people to go home and get it done the workshops are there to mm. tell us what people are doing now to excite us about the fact that they are getting it done and you're this is what i'm talking this yes. is what I'm, I'm looking at specific projects that we can and that's do what or, I'm saying. or specific arenas that people are doing things in. And that's what I'm saying. Like you and, and, and Jerry, you guys are ga- have gathered and focused on businesses, black-owned businesses, yes. and you have programs that you are doing to make those businesses operate better, more efficiently. You're showing them a marketing situation. You're showing them how to put their money together. That, my friend, is what yeah. I mean when I say getting it done, and I'm not talking about them way over no, no, there no, no, getting no. it done. No. I'm talking about the fact that you're getting it done now. No, no, no. What I'm saying is it's not about them getting it done. It's about them showing you that, yeah, we have people in our area who are getting it done. But when you go, you even think of another area that maybe you didn't touch. 
I, 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 may- I, I'm sorry. I definitely agree, and I think all of us that we should be exposed to the Black Caucus. So yeah. I wasn't saying anything to tell or say, no, you shouldn't go. Mm-hmm. I was saying that one of the reasons that we should go yes. is that we will be exposed to people who are getting it done. Okay. And I, that's all I over the world. That? That's not well, just you, over there. You were one of the people who were there yes. showing other people that you are getting it done. Yes. It, it, that, it, it's not a mystery. Mr. Mr. Uh, Green, go ahead, please. I, I want to speak on a couple of things. Um, first thing is, I think that asking elders <clears throat> what's going on is an excellent question. And not only do I do the Southern California Black Business Expo, I also launched the Black Student Advocate. And reason I'd done that because I was getting so many calls. So what you were talking about coming in mm-hmm. was r- right on the money. And because parents don't know who to call or where mm-hmm. to go. And so with that, that's why I launched that. And, you know, it's we have eight different objectives. And one of the main ones is, is to stop the preschool to prison pipeline. Be- preschool to prison pipeline we've got to take a break we'll be back right after that we are discussing the the remedy aspects of our state of emergency we're discussing the fact that our state of emergency has people making declarations as they describe a problem and they move forward and fight that problem and we can't afford to wait for the uh, what help to come if you don't believe me ask puerto rico ask haiti my goodness this is Empire Talks Back. We are our strengths. We'll be back right after this moment, and we're going to make a muscle so we can see it. We'll be right back. But I don't care. Because I know my happiness is waiting out there. Somewhere. Publish your legal notice in West Side Story newspaper. For the best service and the best rates, call 909-384-8131. Publishing legal notices in the city and county of San Bernardino since 1990. West Side Story provides friendly expert service. Call 909-384-8131 to benefit from budget-friendly rates. Whether a fictitious business name, a name change, a divorce summons, or any other legal or public notice, call West Side Story newspaper, 909-384-8131. 909 384 8131. That's 909 384 8131. We've got uh, a little lively discussion going, talking about the issues of uh, how we need to step up when we see a void. Uh, We spoke earlier about there being a void in leadership. What that really means is that uh, our followers are not stepping up because if we have a direction and we're following and that somebody isn't doing it, if we see a problem, the people who see the problem are the ones really responsible for stepping into it. Uh, Mrs. Stevens, Why? I'd like to have yes, let I you, you say something. Yeah, we would like to have you uh, step in and shows that I am still on the books of the Black Women Caucus. I was an active member for a long time. I'm 91 years old, and I wanted to become a minister, so therefore I uh, discontinued working, but I still get mail from them and Maxine Waters, and it is one of the greatest organizations mm-hmm. that she's saying that we have in Los Angeles for sure. 
So I do keep up with the work of the uh, Black Caucus, and I am very, very proud to have been a, an active member at one time and for their continuation and what they're doing. So bravo well, to her. There, there's a parallel to activism. Uh, you know, your mind is sharp. You're looking at the issues now. But uh, as, as we look at, uh, for instance, this, this feeling for communicating that I have, it comes from you. Uh, you let you guys know my mother was the first African-American disc jockey on the radios in Joliet, Illinois, WJOL. She had a program called The Blue Rendezvous where she played <laughs> music, had a record shop. Hold on now. They had a record shop, soul records. It was on the radio pushing those uh, and soul commercials. I need you to come out here and help me sell some commercials, <laughs> Mom. <laughs> but but all of that to say that in the midst, all of us, as we and as as we give Jerry the microphone, as as we realize these problems, we also realize that throughout our existence from Crispus Attucks to, to, at that time, Ruth Allen, uh, making the first steps, stepping out and doing things that others were needed to do. She was the first African-American to work at City Hall in Joliet, Illinois. Uh, uh, Don't forget Transworld Airlines. And, and TWA, <laughs> my goodness. And yeah, that reminds me of how stupid I was as a child because you were. What? Say that again. You were stupid. Yes, I was. Did you hear that? Well, you know, well, you know, wisdom and youth don't go together. Wisdom and youth no. don't go together. <laughs> but did you hear that? I have to confess, this lady would set me up every summer. She'd say, and I'll tell you, I have to give you my nickname. She said, Butch. I've got a nice trip set up for you to go to uh, Europe <laughs> or wherever you want to go because she's at the airline. Right. I can fly. Right. Oh, no, Mom, I'm in the revolution. Can't be on the block, huh? I'm in the revolution. I got stuff to do here. <laughs> <laughs> oh, my God. Now listen, I'm, I'm all, all <laughs> to say that, that wisdom, yes, yeah, Jerry, wisdom and youth don't usually occupy the same space. <laughs> but... But we we have we have to have this this uh, internal desire to, to that lets us see things that are wrong and at the same time move toward fixing them. But we also have to have a quality of life. Uh, your mom, you guys lived in what ten miles out of the city in Macomb, Mississippi, uh, Route Two, Box Forty. Uh, you talk about times when you, you you had food, but you didn't have shoes. You didn't have clothes. Uh, the sacrifices that we're making as we're living in life, many times we don't realize them as sacrifices, uh, but these, these are investments in, into life. And quite frankly, the contributions that have been made by African Americans are not being uh, answered uh, with the kind of compassion, I think, that is required. And because we're not complaining every day, all day long. People sometimes get complacent. Yeah, and this is why a declaration like Colin Kaepernick's mm -hmm. a couple of years ago has so much impact. He said, oh, wait a minute, y'all asleep. <laughs> wake up, wake up. You know, and also understanding, like your mom came on and, you know, and with believers, the first thing you need to understand if you're a believer, you need, if you're a, being a Christian, which is Christ-like, is to be an advocate. That's the, that's the main thing. So what happens is, is people, many times, they get comfortable. Now they don't want to advocate. They don't want to put what they earned on the line. 
because they feel they have so much to lose. But but Kaepernick, his whole thing is is advocacy. So and also let me let me parallel. You also have to look at when 501c3s came in effect and what the guidelines say when you're a 501c3, what you can and can't do. So really churches are really owned by the state because they're governed by what they can do because they're a 501c3. So churches should be a standalone for-profit company so then they can speak freely. And uh, that's <laughs> an indefinite. <laughs> owned by the state, huh? Well, some of those collections. Uh. Well, well, understand this right here. Remember the second Bush uh, election when the NAACP spoke too hard against Bush, their nonprofit uh, status was challenged. So that says that it, it says right in the guidelines through the IRS, you can't speak on political issues. You can't speak on injustices. You can't speak against anti-defamation leagues and a lot of other things. So your hands are tied. You're owned by the state. That's an interesting way to look at it. Um, and I say, may I say, we have earned every right to bend our knees to whatever part of the body we want to bend. Correct. Because we have earned it. Yes. Uh, and I have no, and I think if you, I say to my son, anyone, when we come into the world, if you're not born for something, you should not be born. And that we all should have something we love enough to die for. There and I, I praise Kavanaugh. Because he stood up, and I praised him. And sometimes it only takes one to win an army. Well, when we consider, when we talk about winning and losing, you know, making the conversation uh, come to the top of the table is a great accomplishment because it was definitely not this kind of uh, emphasis on, on racism that it should be, despite the fact that we've just left Charlottesville, despite the fact that this new era of consciousness started in Ferguson, uh, and it's only a reflection of things that were going on when you were a child, uh, the things that were going on upon your uh, becoming adults. Uh, we still have the issue. We've got the battle to fit, and... Uh, one of the things that I'd like for us to look at it with this Colin Kaepernick thing, okay, mm -hmm. we started off, Colin made his statement that this is about police violence against young black men. Others have stepped in and they've compromised the statement. They're locking arms, talking about unity. I don't want us to think that that compromise that they're presenting is a loss. No. We don't want to, that we don't want to live and die on the battle of this flag issue no. because it's simply a symptom this isn't something to take all the way to the wall the fact that mm. other players other owners even the president with his ignorant point of view is a point of view that mm. we have to include if we want to make the conversation real and whole and productive mm. so the fact that we've got a president that has brought out of the darkness or the closet the fact that there's a third of Americans who still wear racism across their chest as a badge of pride because they possibly don't have enough money, mm -hmm. because possibly they don't have a good enough job, possibly education has slipped past them. But whatever the reason, when you've got a third of the population wallowing in whatever it is, mm -hmm. it, it, let's say they were wallowing in, in mud, 
if we want them to come in the living room, we got to let them take a shower. We've got to be able to consider everybody's position. Yes, Miss Tammy, go ahead. Well, you know, I wanted to say, I think, isn't it ironic that, you know, President Obama sat back and he talked about how he was suffering from so much discrimination of people mm -hmm. not wanting to pass anything. They put their foot on everything that he did. Bragged about it. And I, and I felt like... How ironic that we now have this president. I'm kind of blessed that we have this president right now. Mm -hmm. I really am because mm -hmm. now, you know, if you look and you read, I take the time to read all the comments. And and if you look at the comments, you're like, oh, my God, where have these him. people mm -hmm. been hiding? We keep saying that racism isn't here. No. But everything that has happened, I read every last comment and I'm thinking, oh, my God, you have a whole thousand and hundreds of thousands of people who feel and express themselves in a very discriminatory way. And I'm thinking, wow, but are we to blame them? See, and I sit back because we all have our thoughts and, and you know, who's to blame them for their thoughts? I think it's just putting it out on the table and bringing those thoughts forth front. It lets us know who we're dealing with. That's right. And, 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 and that's, that's the best thing is once it's transparent, because I understand, what why are people scared of the dark because you don't know what's out there yes but once you cut the light on now you know how to address it so once it comes out of the dark now you can address it i think something else that i'll give kudos to president uh trump about is that because of what he said and because of what the owners did that just made the movement bigger for what Kaepernick yes. stood for because now you got owners kneeling and people, they don't know how to manage it. Yeah. So now it's going to cost them more money, which now because the bottom line, we need to talk about economics. And that's what the protests initially was doing was messing with the cash flow. It was about the injustices and the police brutality of people of color. And he spoke out about it. But now they're giving him a bigger platform Woo! and people burning jerseys and all these other things. So it's economics. And that's just going to help the movement. And understand, as we look at and discuss economics from the outside view, uh, the the jersey sales uh, do not, that money doesn't go to Kaepernick. Uh, the uh, ticket sales, uh, that doesn't go to the players. Uh, we're talking about economics, and I think any of us that have uh, some wisdom about us would not like to see a 14 16 billion dollar industry that's affecting so many people creating as many jobs as it is go away the point that i want to make real quick is that the conversation now doesn't belong to black people and it doesn't need to the issue of racism is a conversation and at this point now that white people need to keep having amongst themselves mm -hmm. we need to become leaders and move on to the next point and economics is not yeah. a, is not a spectator sport no. we are ob observing economics take place mm -hmm. around us we need to get involved at controlling what we do with our money and doing it at some national level so that we will be able to take one of the main cornerstones of our of our state of emergency and turn it into a pillar of confidence a pillar an anchor point something that we can count on and depend on we're spending the money we need to control the money but i want to time is up i do appreciate i'm glad you're back Thank you, Yay! and I'm glad you're back. Jerry, glad you're back. And our mood master, he's going to be in Riverside this evening. Come to our after show, but he's in Riverside, right across the street from the Mission Inn. 